0: Let's go right to the phone lines and welcome in good friend and a very special guest, VFL Ramon Foster. Ramon, my friend, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you
1: guys doing on this Sunday?
0: Uh, we're doing good, better than the Vols uh, football team after what happened yesterday there in Athens. You know, let's get right to it, man. You played the offensive line at the highest of level. Uh, long, long time there in Steelers, and, and I said before you came on, I think one of the best offensive linemen Tennessee's produced in a long, long time. From an offensive that. lineman's perspective, Ramon, what happened yesterday with Tennessee up front? Because we know George is good up front defensively. What didn't happen? What needs to happen going forward?
1: Um, I pre- one, I appreciate you guys having me on the show, Susan. Thanks, Lord, for thinking so highly of me. But to the game yesterday, man, I just thought they came out flat more than anything, man, like – There was no rhyme or reason to what they were going to do in the game. Um, I couldn't really tell much about what they were going to do. Um, It seemed like they was putting the game in Jay-Z's hand, which is perfectly fine, but it didn't seem like they had the blitzes pick up during the week. I know it's, it's never going to be perfect. Heck, these are college kids, and there's some stuff that they're going to see that they're just not used to. And then, of course, you got young guys still, some guys that are, you know, sophomores, and they're young 20-year-olds. So being able to pick up certain things during the game should have been a little bit more on the coach's hand, I think, for the most part. Um, I'm of the belief that you do one, you know, one bad game. And I think that this was a little bit of a disappointment considering how big of an opponent this was with Georgia. Um, it, it just it, – they just didn't seem like they clicked a little bit. And I know it couldn't have been any distractions because everybody is just zoned in on trying to stay safe and play football, so I just hate that it got exposed like this on national TV.
2: All right, Ramon, I want you to educate the listeners, the the, the, the people that sit back and watch this, because I think most reaction is going to say is, well, how do you have that kind of, how do you come out flat in this big rivalry game? So you, you've you been a part of those games when you were here, you were part of those ga- uh, rivalry games yeah. when you were playing the, the Ravens when you were in Pittsburgh or, or the Browns. That's going to happen from time to time where you just don't, you know, things affect you outside of the game of football, and, and, it, and then it trickles in. So take take the the common listener through how that can happen.
1: So what what happened in that game to me was more of uh, them not being able to catch a groove. I always say you got to catch a wave somehow. The first score of the game comes from a mixed snap by Georgia. And that right there, I think it may have relaxed the offense a little bit more and you got to also look at it, too. They weren't able to get the run game going at all. Being able to to have the offensive line the way the the, the, the Tennessee Vols have right now, my school that I love and I brag about all the time, I've been saying it for the longest. they got to be able to keep those guys on the field. We've bragged time and time again about being able, about how good this offensive line is, how big of a pedigree this offensive line is, how big they are, how athletic they are. And we're not seeing that right now. I don't think consistent. I think the first – Two games were games that we just, hey, we were just playing better than them. When you play against a team that has a a really good defense the way Jordan is, you have to be able to stay on the field. And I think you guys saw like I saw, we could not stay on the field. And when I say they just couldn't catch a groove, they were three and out, three and out, three out. No big rush yards. The big plays by JG were amazing, but that's simply what it was. It just gave you breathing room. They weren't able to beat that defensive line down or that defensive front seven uh, down of Georgia, and they kind of expected them. We, I've been in games before where it's like, man, what are we doing? I just don't feel it. You're productive, but it's not, you don't feel like you're playing a game, and I feel like that's how they looked yesterday, and as I said before, you're due one. I just hate it was this one, and I'll even go any further. The blitz pickups that they saw this past week against Georgia, Alabama's going to throw it to them. Florida's going to throw it to them. Every team that they see is going to throw it to them because they could not stop a nosebleed yesterday. And uh, I think Pruitt and Coach Chain and everybody else was right. Like, that kind of falls on them. And it also falls on them also to the fact that they just got to simply beat guys down. This this offensive line is big. It's athletic. It's strong. And it has a lot of guys that have a whole lot of experience. If we don't start using them more to settle down, J.D., to, to, to open up the pass game, then what are we actually doing as a team now?
0: Yeah, Ramon. I was looking at sub Tennessee's last um, seven losses to the Big Three—Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. They've only rushed more for more than eighty-eight yards one time in a football game, and you—you you know, nobody says you got to run for two hundred yards, but right. you at least got to be a threat to run the football. And as you're saying, they weren't a threat at all yesterday, and haven't been historically in these games against those teams—Florida, Georgia, and Alabama—to run the ball.
1: Yeah, and I, and I know the feeling, to a feeling like you have to do something fast to get them off of your back. I thought when we went into halftime with the lead, as tight of a game as it was, and we'd get the ball right after halftime, I was like, slow it down. Slow the entire game down. Be methodical with what you're about to do. Uh, I, I understand because I had an offensive coordinator in Randy Finkner in Pittsburgh that believed that, hey, to keep the defense honest, you got to be able to throw over the top. And that's what they did on those third and fours where – they were trying to keep the defense honest, but we weren't making those plays in the second half. So when you get to that point, um, the way they were rushing, I expected to see give me more screens, give me more misdirection where we're not taking up a whole lot of time. You're asking this offensive line to, to hold up against a defensive front that I think now after looking at them again, they are the best defensive front in the league. They might be better than some NFL defensive fronts the way they schemed us up this past weekend.
2: Ramona, it's Austin again. I, I just told Chris in the first segment, I said, I think it's paramount to to use the old coach speak. Don't let Georgia beat you twice. You know, you got to get right back yeah. up on the saddle. I think it helps Tennessee scrimmaging with the younger players and not the, not the older vets that played yesterday, but the younger kids tonight, uh, which is a change of yeah. pace just to kind of, you know, kind of wash it away. Just kind of, you know, flush it and, and move on. Um, as a player, how do you not? How do you just move on to the next? Because everybody wants to talk about our goals to go one and zero next week or each week. But I mean, when when you do have some setbacks, those stick with you a little longer than the than the uh, the big wins. I feel like.
1: Yeah, they do. Uh, losing always, it's like bad news spreads way faster than anything. Any any good news that happens in this world, period. Um, they're experienced enough right now, and Coach Pruitt has been around the SEC long enough, and. Along with Coach Chaney and everybody else in the staff, they know that if you let it bleed, you're going to end up having a bad streak of losing games, and they can't afford that right now. With the way this team is trying to build, and you know with winning comes better recruits and it comes better play out of your guys, too. Um, so they can can't allow that. coaches always have told us, you got to 30, 24 to 36 hours to get over. It. When the next day comes through, it's a wrap. And you just got to kind of believe in that. Having a good game or a bad game, will crush you because if you think you're the best in the world also, then you'll end up having the worst game of your career. It's just how the game goes, man. Those guys are mentally strong enough to get over it a little bit. And I think more than anything, it could be an eye-opener more than, than anything out of this weekend to say, to say, hey, we got a lot of work to still do. And I'll be honest with you, I think a lot of the work kind of comes from the coaching staff. If we can be honest, Ty Chandler and, and, and Gray not being able to be athletes in open space, that's something I think that's got to be corrected really, really soon.
0: You know, Ramona, we'll we'll get you out of here on this. You know, as you watch football yesterday, and I know you watched a ton over the last couple of weeks, it's it's weird to see the SEC now, and maybe it's just college football and the way the game has evolved, but to see the number of points and yards. They're being piled up in
1: college football. I mean, what do you attribute that to? Man, I think it's honestly just there's no warm-up time this, this, to, to the season. Like You know, like teams usually open up with a really big opponent, and then they have two or three schools that they have to pay to play. You know, that way they can, they can really fine-tune their teams. Um, I just think it's just a, 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 a direct reflection of this offense that they haven't had. Um, I don't think it's anything bad, to, because both teams are competing and scoring. And we're talking about that old Miss and Alabama game. That was crazy. But, again, when you don't have time to really fully practice the way Tennessee did this offseason or be able to, you know, find, like, be very detailed in what you want your guys to do, that's what's going to happen. Uh, defense kind of suffers when you don't have time to work through those kinks and figure out what's going to be good and who's going to be good in those spots. Well,
0: Ramon, man, we really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, fans, listeners can listen to you every morning there, 104.5 The Zone in Nashville from 6 to 9 a.m. Is not only were you a great offensive lineman, an all-around good guy, but you're now a media star. And not only that, and I'm (laughs) going to break some news tonight. Back in the day, you you used to kick your brother Ron's butt on the basketball court, although he denies that. (laughs) Come out, Ron Sled. He will deny (laughs) it. He will
1: deny it. And I'm going to let him know that the world knows now that I was probably the better basketball player, too. I just chose a different path. <laughs> hey,
2: you you uh, – I'm putting you in charge He's this week. You're not going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're placed in charge this week of uh, kind of getting the Tennessee fans back up uh, upright because I think they're all kind of uh, sulking today, understandably and, so. And but uh, you, you're, you're the pep talk guy this week.
1: I am, man. It's one week, and that's how it is. We know we got some ways to go still in this league, so – the worst thing you can do is beat those guys down on social media or jump ship. Hey, if you want to do that, you should have joined Alabama in like 20, 2007. So if you're going to be with us, we're riding all the way. You, and you guys know how I feel about Tennessee fans. are well, now Alabama fans, I don't want to hear from them at all. So, hey, you hey, see you, that we're growing, let's go with it.
2: You, you just that? go focus on throwing more uh, shade towards D'Angelo on Twitter, calling him
0: out. Ah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> You like that.
0: That was, that, that was quite <laughs> impressive. Ramon, man, we really we really appreciate it, man. And best of luck to you. We'll be listening to you there on 104.5 The Zone this year. And let's catch up soon, all right?
1: Absolutely. We can do that.
0: All right. That's VFL Ramon Foster here on the nation.